Grant me the right to the right of all my dreams. I praise you, my right to May the world remember your name. Beautiful, beautiful. Actually left. <laughs> it was so fucking weak. Thought, it was a little delayed. I thought they were gonna leave a little bit. <laughs> anyway, wow. welcome oh, back, guys. Welcome back. It, oh yeah, for the pod, for the people listening on Spotify, the people that was singing were Caitlin, our dear friends, Caitlin and Rachel. Yes. Um, we called them just for that clip. So um, just for that. That's how much they love us. It was beautiful. Yeah, it, it turned out. Yeah, we FaceTimed Rachel probably 10 minutes before we started to film this podcast. So she, so we thank her and Caitlin for participating in our shenanigans. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, we got a good one to talk about today. We just watched the TikTok Ratatouille musical. <laughs> yeah, that, I have zero words. Yeah. I have no complaints. I neither yeah. do I. I think that we'll talk about everything, but I think overall we were like thinking it was gonna be a little bit more memey. Um, and I'll insert this TikTok in a second, but there was one TikTok, a girl like made like a short little song about Ratatouille. Um, and I'll put that here. But it went like viral and people started to like write songs and like choreograph dances and like compose music for like this TikTok Ratatouille musical. And so that's kind of where it came from. So all those creators and like um, actual Broadway stars came together to record and produce and like edit um, an online like streamed musical. So um, I paid five five dollars to watch it. <laughs> and where did the money go? Is the... It went to like that actors fun yeah the actors fun so if you guys still want to watch it actually i think by the time it comes out it'll be gone yeah but also you can donate to the actors fund because broadway stars need money and since covid is a thing they have not been making money so this is a good cause i think that's all i know about it um i think something cool about this whole like platform in the first place is like it's making it more accessible like we got to watch like and you know normally Broadway tickets are like ridiculously expensive which excludes a lot of people from like viewing it and enjoying it at least like quality recordings you can always find like legs and shit but I think that was really cool so I'm really glad we got to see it and it was really good our friend Emily Lynch is gonna take us away with all the happenings yes I have lots of notes um but also encourage people to go watch it if they still can I guess um and also the plot is very similar to yeah just know, watch the actual animated <laughs> film yeah <laughs> this one was an hour long so there were some parts that were sort of just narrated over quickly but the same same outcome and everything like that but we'll talk through it because it was pretty exciting yeah, so we start off, we have like an orchestra. It's like, you know, any other Broadway musical, we have the orchestra playing, very exciting, like starting to show us the score of the musical. And then, then we have a big banner that says Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, of course, so we know where we're at. And then um, 
we have Remy come on screen with a, just a green screen background behind him. And Remy is played by Titus Burgess, um, who I'm sure has been in many other things, but he's in that Kimmy Schmidt show. Um, he's great. Um, yes, yeah, so he comes on, he's wearing a gray turtleneck. He is not dressed like a mouse whatsoever. He just has a gray <laughs> turtleneck, um, but he plays Remy. Um, and so he does kind of a monologue introducing, you know, who Remy is. He's a rat, he lives with his rat family, but he longs for bigger things and he loves food. Um, and then we meet Chef uh, August Gusto or Augustus or something. I think it's something like that yeah Chef Gusto played by Kevin Chamberlain um and he sings a song about how anyone can cook um which inspires Remy because he's a rat and you wouldn't think that he could cook but Chef Gusto says that he can, he can. um so very exciting and I guess I should say like the way that this is presented like because of COVID and the fact that this was just done all online with these um you know, really great actors. Um, they're all, they're not together. They're all in their separate places. So the way it's presented is on like split screens throughout. So like different people will pop up on the screen in their own space um, and like sing or talk to each other or whatnot. Um, and then we meet Remy's rat family. So his brother <laughs> is played by Adam Lambert. <laughs> Interesting choice, which we'll talk more about later. A male. <laughs> Uh, yes, Emil. Um, wait, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause the recording, but I'll resume it. My dad's calling, so I just wanna okay. make sure all is good. Yes. So then we meet Remy's rat family. Um, so his brother, played by Adam Lambert, and then his father is played by Wayne Brady. Um, <laughs> and so they start to talk, you know, about how Remy is all high and mighty about his love for food and he should just be like the other rats. And Wayne Brady sings a song about like, trash is our birthright and like <laughs> we should be so excited about trash and, and all of this stuff. Um, so, you know, we're introduced to the fact that Remy is different from the other rats. Um, He's a chill, or what was it like, cool beer girl? Remy's not like yeah. the other girls. Remy's not like the other girls or He's the different. other rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Wayne Brady finishes that song, but we find that Remy is still very much pressed about humans and he wants to be around other people and he loves like human creativity and like how they try different things and he doesn't want to just be a rat who like scavenges for trash and food. Um, so he ends up like tasting something and he decides that all that it needs to be great is some saffron. <laughs> and so he starts rummaging through this old woman's kitchen cabinets to like try to get the spices that he wants um and while he's in there he sees on the tv that chef gusto who he loves and admires has died um and then we see also that his restaurant lost two stars because there was like one critic that said it was bad like which i don't think is how restaurant yeah. stars work but well he it's implied that he died from the review right from the yeah. shock of the review oh, he died from that <laughs> yes he like died shortly after <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so remy is devastated obviously by that news um and while he's there watching tv slash trying to find saffron the old woman wakes <laughs> up and sees all of the rats and tries to kill them and sings a song about how she's going to kill them so they run away from this woman's home to save themselves. 
Um, and while that's all happening, Remy like falls down a sewer and he gets lost, separated from his family. He's very sad and upset to be in the sewer. Um, and so he's like kind of depressed and he's like, I don't know where to go. Like, I can't, you know, I'm stuck down here. I don't know where to find food. And the ghost of Chef Gusto appears <laughs> to him um, and encourages him to go look for food. He says like, you're, this isn't you, Remy. Like you're better than this. You can go up and find food, just go. And so he goes up and he finds that he's in Paris. And not only is he in Paris, but he is at Chef Gusto's restaurant, which is wow. just so exciting for Remy. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. The, the ghost led him there. Um, and so he looks down and he sees, you know, all of the characters that we'll meet that like work in the kitchen. So if you've seen Ratatouille, you'll be familiar. But he sees Linguini and Skinner and Colette all like cooking dinner in the kitchen, making dinner for the people. Um, and he sings this whole ballad about how excited he is to be here. Like, this is his chance for greater success. He says the world is going to remember his name. And while he's singing, he sort of like narrates the parts that actually happen in the movie where he like fixes the soup that like Linguini spilled the soup or something. And then yeah, he because has to fix it. I think Linguini was a delivery driver. Yeah. And he uh, spilled the soup. Uh... And then he, cre- they like, he, then Remy fixed the soup. And then shenanigans happen right. after that. Yeah. Yeah. So Remy fix, fixes the soup like he knows exactly what to put in it because he's so good with food. Um, and then like right when he's done, Linguini sees Remy like standing on top of the pot and he's like, oh my God, it's a rat. Like, did you, what did you do to the soup? Did you poison it? Um, I guess he's somehow aware that the rat can like speak English because he's talking to it. But anyways, um, and then right at that moment, Skinner, who's like the head chef, or the sous chef or like whoever is like his boss basically um, sees that Linguini is near the food and gets mad at him for cooking. He's like, how dare you? Like, you're not supposed to be cooking in this kitchen. But while that argument is happening, the waiter like needs to get the soup to this critic that's out in the dining room. And so the waiter serves the soup by accident. And then it turns out that the French critic loves the soup. And then Colette comes over, who's the only female chef um, and she's like, see, this is Chef Gusto's like motto. You know, anyone can cook. You shouldn't be yelling at this guy. He obviously made this delicious soup. Um, and so Skinner's really embarrassed and he gets all, he's still mad. And he says, you know, Linguini, you're gonna have to remake this soup. Like, I think this was just beginner's luck. Like you don't actually know what you're doing. Um, and then he sees Remy the rat and then Linguini grabs Remy to save him, takes him away, like puts him down and is like, hey, and obviously this is all happening through narration because these are just two people like on split screens <laughs> and they're humans. But like, this is what we're supposed to be seeing. Uh, <laughs> so Linguini like talks to Remy and asks him to teach, um, teach him how to cook because he somehow knows like obviously the soup was delicious and Linguini didn't know what he was doing. So it must have been Remy who made the soup good. Um, and through all of that conversation, asks Remy to hide in his hat so that he can like learn from him throughout the day. Um, so then when he goes to work the next day, Colette is teaching Linguini how to be in a kitchen, um, kind of like ordering him around and like being tough with him and stuff like that. Remy controls him, his limbs with the hair, like we all know. Um, again, just two people on split screens, but that's what we're imagining. Um, 
And then, oh yeah, and then we see Colette um, dance with a TikTok filter. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's just dancing and there's all the colors. We, like like rainbows and like <laughs> black and white and like pink and it just came out of nowhere. It Me really and Emma did. like died while caitlin <laughs> caitlin and uh, emily weren't paying attention at that moment but both me and emma reacted so strongly to her t- popping up on the screen dancing her tiktok <laughs> dance while singing this like song <laughs> the thing is like since it was like a tiktok derived musical like there were like little clips of like people doing tiktoks like dances of like background yeah. dancers and stuff well we can talk about that later but like no one was really using like filters like that so i think that's why it was so jarring because we were like <laughs> Like, yeah like and she was on four corners of the screen so it like really like hit you all at once we were like oh um so yeah wild. like it's weird like this the it was like serious in a way where it seemed like an I, we were actually watching like a live stream broadway musical it was just like kind of weird because it's about ratatouille and then all of a sudden she like does her like tiktok filters and you're like oh oh yeah i forgot this yeah. is on tiktok yeah it literally took yeah. you out of it for a moment and you're like oh yeah this is where this came from yeah exactly it's crazy um yeah so very interesting scene we have colette in like four quarters of the screen like <laughs> dancing around so that was fun um yeah and then after that we just find out that like everyone is coming to the restaurant to eat Remy's soup and all of his other dishes and so the restaurant is kind of having a comeback where it had like really fallen from success um because everyone's coming to try these new foods um so Linguini is obviously getting all the credit for that because no one knows there's a rat in his hat but Remy is still very (laughs) excited um because he knows that he's really the one behind it Um, And then he just really wishes that his family was here to see him be so successful. And then at that very convenient moment, we see Adam Lambert and Wayne Brady appear. So his, his family. Um, And they, I don't know why I'm only using their names, but that's okay. (laughs) That's how I wrote it in my notes. (laughs) Um, So then they ask Remy to come to let them come into the kitchen to eat. Cause he tells them like, Hey, I'm working in a restaurant. And they're like, well, like, you should help us out by letting us come in and eat the scraps at the end of the day. And Remy's kind of reluctant to do that because he doesn't think that it would be okay with like the people that work there, but he reluctantly agrees. Um, And then in the next part, we find out that Linguini and Colette have chemistry. Um, So we don't really see too much, but they're talking and Colette's like, oh, I didn't have to help you, but I did because I really like you. And then we just get kind of like a narration of like, they fell in love um which is nice so they're they're an item now um and then it's also revealed uh through some sort of means that again is kind of like skated over a little bit that Linguini is actually Chef Gusteau's (laughs) secret love child and so he is like the heir of the restaurant and so he now suddenly becomes the owner and the head chef of the restaurant because that's what chef gusto's will says um because we find out that he's like next of kin um and then through that he also becomes famous and so there's all these reporters talking to him um and asking him all these questions very exciting but he's like kind of an awkward guy so he doesn't like it too much um they ask what his secret is and he says that his secret is colette and he doesn't give remy any credit which like Obviously, because Remy's like a rat, a rat. In his hat, <laughs> yeah. so like he can't really tell the reporters that. Right. Um, but Remy gets upset. 
Um, and then we find out that Ego, the critic, the food critic, is coming back to the restaurant. Ego is the critic who knocked the two stars off in the first place. And killed him. Gusteau, killed and killed Chef Gusto <laughs> through just sheer sadness. Um, and then, so everyone's like kind of a buzz about that. Um, but then Linguini and Remy are having an argument um, because of the fact that Linguini didn't give him credit. And during that argument, Chef Skinner who's like the evil head chef or former head chef overhears them talking, realizes that the rat has been, you know, the mastermind behind this the whole time. And um, he sings a song about like ruining the day. Um, During the same time, Linguini and Skinner, I think both see that like all of the million rats are in the kitchen that Remy let in to eat the food. So that's a big problem as well. Um, But, you know, so that's like an issue. There's some conflict there. Obviously, the humans are unhappy with the million rats in the kitchen. But then the rats actually become very helpful because they stop Skinner from um, telling about Remy by tying him up and putting him in the freezer. So that's very helpful of the rats. Period. Yes, thank you, As they should. We stand. And the rats. Yeah, there's a really good, like, ensemble dance break (coughs) at this point as well, which, again, is just, like, a bunch of people on split screens with the TikTok filters that, like, multiply their bodies. Um, So that was pretty exciting. That was fun. Um, And then we find out that since Linguini told all of the other chefs and people that work in the kitchen about the fact that Remy, like, exists and has been helping – um, they all quit because they think it's gross that there's a rat in the kitchen. Which is kind of fair. Yeah. Like, I'm not like I get it. But yeah. also. They've been cooking with the rat not knowing yeah. the whole entire time. So. Yeah. Um, but luckily, all of the rats that are there come in clutch and they really help out um, because there's no one to cook. There's literally just Linguini and Colette and that's mm-hmm. everyone else quit. Yeah. And they have to make dinner tonight for the critic. And so the rats actually help and they get put on different stations and Remy like orders them around, tells them what to do and they help. Because cook remember the meal. kids, anyone can cook. Anyone That's, can cook. That's the message. Even rats. Even rats. Um, and then we meet Ego, the food critic, who's played by Andre De Shields. Ah! Um, he is wonderful. He's here to eat um dinner and criticize the restaurant again and hopefully you know be uh i guess think that they're better than they were last time um so he's singing a song about what he's here to do and then he gets served ratatouille which he is initially very upset about he's like you know when i come to restaurants i'm supposed to be served the best i'm supposed to be served these fancy meals like chefs usually give me like the most elegant luxurious thing that they can like why did this guy give me ratatouille this is basically just like a food for peasants i think is what he says yeah because ratatouille is just like different vegetables um like a stew and so is that what it is yeah yeah. it's like sliced veggies Hmm, Mm -hmm. it's a very hearty like cheap meal looks good um yeah I do. I have always wanted to eat it like the way they have it in the Ratatouille movie, where it's like stacked up, and, like yeah, drizzled on the plate. It looks so good. I always thought it was it's like really good. There were like pepperonis in there when I like Me when too. I first. That's what it looks like in when the I, movie. <laughs> when I first saw it in the movie. Now I had to look it up. 
it look it's like it, <laughs> I, i've heard it's i've seen like a couple of like videos and like tiktoks and stuff and it like looks not like hard to make but it's just like time that goes in like there's just like a lot of prep time and a lot of like cook time but it's like in itself a pretty simple dish but one day i'll make it one day but yeah so um ego is is upset he's like why did they give me this dish um but then he kind of smells it and he tastes it and it really brings him back to um his childhood and his mother and the food his mother used to make for him and so we get another split screen and we not only see Andre de Shields like the actual critic we also see his former childhood self who's played by another actor who I didn't write the name down of but he was lovely um and they're both like singing this song about like how he fell off of his bike and like he's going to his mom for comfort and like it smells really good because she's making ratatouille and it tastes like love and all of this stuff and so he has this like out of body experience and sings with his childhood <laughs> self it's really beautiful like i cried i cried up a little dead ass um, don't you hate when you have an out of body experience with food just like, right that happens often kind of yeah yeah for me so it's very lovely. I love food. Um, so he has a singing flashback and he really loves the food, obviously. Like he thinks it's delicious. Um, and then he wants to meet the chef. So nervously, Linguini and Colette like bring him to meet uh, Remy, who again is a rat, not what you <laughs> typically see in the kitchen of a fancy restaurant. <laughs> And um, in case you guys forgot, Remy is a rat. Remy is a rat. rat. That's the point of the movie. (laughs) Um, So he just kind of says thank you when he leaves. He doesn't really like show any, you know, sort of emotion or shock to meeting the rat chef. Um, But then he writes a positive review and doesn't reveal the fact that Remy is a rat. But he says that that Remy is the finest chef in France and is like very positive about his work. But unfortunately, even with this newfound success, Skinner, who I guess they let out of the freezer, goes and tells (laughs) the health inspector about all of the rats and the restaurant gets shut down. But then somehow Remy is able to open a new restaurant. um, Yeah, they don't really explain that. No, yeah. Ego ego invested money. Ego invested. But it was popular. So like people just go to the rat inspector that comes. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, I low-key would probably aware. go if they were like, oh, this like rat cooks the best food. Like if I had an opportunity, I probably would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see. I would, I would like, try it out. Is it actually that good? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would be intrigued. Um, yeah. So then, you know, Remy like comes out of this and like opens his own restaurant. Ego's the investor. Very exciting. He's really found the success that he wants in life. Um And then, you know, we kind of close out this lovely musical with, again, we have the ensemble. um, So all of the different, like, cast that has been in it singing this very happy song about all of Remy's success and what a great time everyone is having. And that's the end of um, Ratatouille, Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. Um, Also, obviously, very similar to the plot of the 2007 Pixar (laughs) (laughs) but you know some additional fun elements so is it Pixar or is it Disney I might have it's probably Disney maybe it's Disney Pixar oh it is Disney Pixar (laughs) that makes makes sense wow that was amazing 
thank you thank you for doing that emily she did great um i want to start off with how we found out um in this viewing of the ratatouille musical that the guy um oh my god i forgot his name the one who played the butler the one who played Kevin the Chamberlain. yeah <laughs> the one who played gusto in this ratatouille musical also was bertram and jesse the butler <laughs> is a famous man of broadway and yeah. was like saying many songs and was like had a prosperous career on has broadway. tony awards to his name <laughs> we were and yeah he like- went to jesse he went to play as the butler and jesse afterwards make we it just, make sense we recognized him from jesse that's the sad part we were yeah. like oh yeah like we were like oh my god is that the butler from jesse <laughs> but he was great he was fantastic yeah he was like I did not expect him to be so good. Okay, so I think we should talk about. Did we talk about our initial impressions of how we thought this this TikTok musical? Yeah, we said was it was gonna, gonna be go. like a little meme, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was like not what we expected. Yeah, like way. me personally, I thought it was just gonna be like a whole bunch of creators like copy, like just kind of sp- space like pop together. Yeah, and it's just like different videos of the same song or similar songs about Remy oh, or like different oh. like content maybe people dressed in like rat suits or like filming a rat you know like things like that so I was oh. like I personally did not want to watch it because I was like this is going to be ridiculous and I really don't want to watch it and then we started it and I was like why is Titus <laughs> <laughs> Remy in this in this musical and then like Anna Lambert Bert and um Kevin Chamberlain and then like Rain Brady showed up and I was like hello <laughs> these are actual stars and then yeah. we had then I looked on Wikipedia and I was like this is a Broadway cast yeah it's like, like, <laughs> literally and a Broadway the guy cast. was in Dear Evan Hansen right yeah like every yeah. all the people who were playing in that musical was a Broadway like star and I also think that probably the people in the ensemble were as well like the ensemble people who were just singing backup was probably like Broadway people as well Um, yeah I think they did a good job of like integrating the creators and like ideas like I think what must have happened and they probably have videos like explaining this I just haven't seen them yet like they took all those like ideas from TikTok and at the end like in the credits they showed a lot of like the creators who were like choreographing and like making songs and stuff or like um like they showed like the people who would record the orchestra recording which was like a Broadway, a real a Broadway orchestra, orchestra <laughs> which is <laughs> wild right. but I think that they must have like taken all those and like took I like ideas from it because I think I was thinking that Kiana like in the same vein as Kiana they were gonna like patch together a bunch of like TikToks and stuff so I was like uh um, but I think they did a good job with like taking those ideas and still giving credit to those creators who like had worked hard to like come up with something fun and like put them in like the intro and like the big like ensemble songs and at the end but like the Broadway performers performed it so there was just like a little bit more coherence I think mm-hmm. um, yeah it wasn't like and there are like and like 12 Colettes and like because like yeah. a bunch of people were like dressing up and like playing parts in the TikToks and stuff so I thought they did a good job with that yeah like, streamlining it yeah it also like the original animated movie is almost two hours long I think I looked it up and it was like 111 minutes and by like usual like Broadway musicals are like three hours long like 
that's a normal length. So it makes sense that, but it also makes sense that this TikTok musical was only an hour long because there is no way people would sit through like a three hour, like actual Broadway um, TikTok version of it. But I definitely think this is like a good stepping stone to see what Broadway can do in the future though. Yeah. I really feel like they could create like an actual show of this and you know whatever like 2022 mm-hmm. like when things are you know more normal and we can go places um yeah. I could see it I'd go see it if it wasn't horribly expensive I think oh, they yeah, could like use sure. the same music and just build out like the story more and like, plot more not, yeah. again you know, over some of the stuff but yeah I thought it was cool. again you can just get nosebleed seats. I saw Aladdin on yeah. Broadway, $60. I did fear for my life, though, in those seats because <laughs> they were so high up. And, like, you know how, like, the higher it goes, the more slanted the seats are so you can, like, yeah. see the actual stage? So I felt like if I tripped over my legs, I would just, like, tumble all the way down to, like, <laughs> the floor. That's the only problem. Also, my friend had a broken, like, knee at the time. So it was, like, very uncomfortable. It was, like, a whole uncomfortable experience. But (laughs) it was, like, my first Broadway experience. But, yeah. um, But I also think not, not, like, making a new Ratatouille musical, which, again, we would go see. But Broadway, in general, since COVID happened, hasn't been really doing much. So I definitely think this is, like, a cool opportunity to see how, like, like, um, online viewing and how that would kind of work because this is kind of like Hamilton came out and Disney and people were really like that blew up and then now this blew up like this raised over a million dollars so like obviously this is like very impactful and I definitely think this is kind of like like Broadway's has to change because if it's not going to change it's gonna die it's just it's just not accessible which is like it's like elitist and classist because it's like basically like if you can't pay, like, even $60 is a lot, like, for a family who's, yeah. like, doesn't have $60, like, for nosebleed seats, where you, like, are fearing for your life, not to, like, shame you, like, that's awesome, you got to go, but, like, some people, mm-hmm. like, that's a big expense that they probably wouldn't be willing to pay to, mm-hmm. like, be in the fucking back of the theater. And you still have to get to New York. And you have to get no, to I, New I didn't, York. Yeah, I didn't even or, talk like, about that. Even just transport to like, like I know Kiana and Caitlin after we watch, we're like, oh, we've like seen Broadway shows like in Norfolk. So like even to like your local theater that does Broadway, which isn't like gonna be the same cast as like a, it might be if it's like traveling. But anyways, it's just like such a classic elitist like thing, and it's kind of sucks because it's like these people, the people we even saw today, but like also just Broadway in general, like shouldn't be limited to just like people who can afford it. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is a really cool, and like I guess Hamilton took a step but even streaming services are commitments. Like this was cool. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, you could pay for, it was like a one-time thing. Like it was like, you're actually going to a show. You pay like what you can and then you watch the show and then it's like, oh, that was, that was super cool. So I feel like if it were opening up to be like less classist and more accessible, that would be really huge for them. Yeah. Um, Cause Broadway has always been like, oh, if we, not to get like really deep into the Broadway debate, because I know this podcast is not about discussing the intricacies of like Broadway, but Broadway has always been like, if we get, if we like show you streams of Broadway musicals or plays, no one's going to come to us. And that's how they kind of like keep that mind, keep that elitist thing kind of going. Cause like, oh, 
no one's gonna come if we like make it accessible to everyone so we just make it accessible to like some people which is not true because yeah, again right. we just all saw this musical and then if they we were like if they make it into a real thing like we would see it in person right like, and like the, the people that can pay six hundred dollars to sit in the front row of broadway are gonna we'll do that they're pay. not gonna be like right. oh i'll just watch it on my computer like that they're going there because they and want also to. And uh, yeah, and you're, I don't know, maybe in the long run, you might lose money, but I feel like you're probably going to gain money because so many other people are going to watch it. And then they're going to tell their friends. And it's just like word of mouth, like concerts. People listen to, you stream music for concerts, but you still like, people still go to see Ariana Grande in person. And they like film documentaries of the concert. They have live concert recordings on like Spotify for like many artists. And you still would go, if you had the opportunity to go. Yeah. It's like, it's such a like interesting thing too. Cause like people are going to still go. There are so many theater people. And like the other thing is like a Broadway production is not just like people who are like wanting entertainment. They're like set designers and like musicians and like other Broadway, like other like theater, like other people who are like in the industry, like in entertainment who want to like see the real thing. So you're like still gonna, you're gonna get streams. You probably can like pay the people more fairly because I've done like college theater and the amount that like college theater students worked was insane. So I can't imagine like Mm -hmm. what the quality of life is for like Broadway actors and musicians. So you could probably like pay the people more and then they'd be more accessible. Like I I hope they're moving in that direction because it feels like that would be just a really good step. And like then everyone can enjoy the art. I feel like the point of like making art like creating things is for people to see and like enjoy and appreciate and if you're only like catering to like a group of people who can like live a certain lifestyle and watch it it's like I don't know it's just doesn't sit right with me so this I mean also we're moving to the digital age and so like things are gonna become like more streaming's gonna happen I know people were like Broadway should just do like their own streaming service, which is like again another streaming service that people were like not maybe not willing to pay for. But yeah. also, I feel like I would be interested <laughs> in a Broadway streaming service. Like, I I also am like like I did um, theater in high school, but I wasn't like I wasn't intense about it. I was very just like bare minimal. I was a techie so we, we also got no respect in our high, in my high school for techies like zero respect from the actors but we could probably like put on a crap like they did Little Mermaid I could probably put on a crab hat and dance better than most <laughs> of the ensemble people but they still like just pretended like we didn't exist um so I cannot imagine how it is in Broadway and like how I don't know how dynamics work out in that I can't remember my train of thought of what I was talking about. I know, I, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Broadway. We are talking about streaming. A Broadway streaming service would be cool. I mean, like, like, it could be like an Apple TV thing where, like, you can pay for, like, what you watch. Like, it doesn't have to yeah. be, like, log mm-hmm. on six ducks a month. Like, you could be like, oh, I want to see um, yeah. Ratatouille musical. I'll pay, like, my $15 to stream like buy it or like to stream for the next whatever like I think that would be you found I remember it? my train okay. of thought what my train of train thought was the fact that I wasn't so invested in theater like my other friends but I feel like if I mm-hmm. if like it was more accessible to people also like my I have theater friends and they always were like wow I really want to go on Broadway but it's so 
we're poor because again we're like 20 somethings so it's hard to get my tickets and those are people who actually like want to get into that field so it's like a weird thing dynamic there but the original point that I was trying to make is that if Broadway becomes more accessible more people will get become like get into Broadway yeah and like I'm so I'm not a Broadway I'm a Broadway fan but like if you ask me things they'd be like what's your favorite musical and I'm like Wicked (laughs) <laughs> which is a pretty like normal response like I can't ask like if someone was like what's the Good most <laughs> niche like Broadway musical you know I'm like wicked <laughs> and then, like, Lion so, King <laughs> Lion King I a girl that I um a girl that I knew told me to listen to what's the new one Hades Town so that's like new ones that are popping up that people are like listen to that you would like that so yeah that's what I know about that I do say like I'm not moving back to like the TikTok musical we saw I'm not like a huge musical gal like I liked musicals as a kid a lot like my parents had like Mm -hmm. DVD VHS tapes I watched them a lot because I just like music like I'm a musical person Um, but then when I grew older I just guess I lost the intrigue like I'm a really like with musicals like I'm a visual person so like I know like some of my friends who can like listen like my friend Rachel who sang at the beginning she like can listen to like a Broadway um like cast recording of like a musical she's never seen and like know the plot and like envision it in her head which I think is so cool but like I can't like it's not digestible for me that way yeah so like that's why I feel like I liked them a lot more when I was able to like watch them on like DVD or like VHS because I could like visualize it um but I will say for like a person who's like not super into musicals, I really liked the soundtrack. Like, um, like it was so creative. Like, again, I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit meme but it was like actually really good. And a lot of their songs freaking slap. Wayne Brady, um, he was like, he played the dad character, like the dad rat. He went so hard for his like solo song. Can we talk about that? It's solo song was like actually really beautiful. Again, yeah. none of us expected them to be one Broadway stars, two to like right. actually full on like sing with all their heart and passion in the world. Yes. But they did it anyway. And we're just like, you know how like a- after you go to a musical, you clap after every act. We all were just like clapping yeah. after every time. Every song. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Uh, but like everyone every anytime because like Broadway musicals follow a pattern like someone says something and then the music picks up a little bit and you're like there's a song coming on so anytime they introduce someone like the music picks up and you're like there's a song coming on let's get ready it's a character song so that was always fun because it was nice to hear every like everyone had their own songs everyone had their chance to like really bring out their voice and really just like fully belted out and you're just like yeah I missed this yeah um they all had like they all had like little solo songs which I thought was really nice um because like like we talked about before I kind of thought it was gonna be like a lot of split screeny things so like a lot of like ensemble songs and they had like the ensemble songs sounded really good too but like it was nice that each character because like that it also made me think there really aren't that many characters in Ratatouille because like each of the main characters got to have like a titular song so I was like oh there's really not that many characters so it's cool that like they got to sing and like have some jams and they were all really good yeah 
like would listen again didn't expect to feel that way and they were actually yeah all really good yeah drop the soundtrack uh literally broadway soundtrack we'll listen to it we'll give you some streams don't worry i'll sacrifice my spotify wrapped for next year for the listening (laughs) to listen to adam lambert's version of little little remy (laughs) it was good yeah it was so good we need uh, to talk about Adam Lambert's casting choice, though, because right. first of all, a little backstory on my experience with Adam Lambert. I never watched a season of American Idol, but as an angsty teen on my iPod Nano, I had What Do You Want For Me by him, and I would just put it in my ears on repeat for hours and just like wallow. I don't know why. I literally never watched American Idol. My friends were like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I was like, LOL, same, even though I'd never watched American Idol. And that was just the one song <laughs> I knew from him. And I played it over and over. I bet if I, I haven't listened to it in years. I bet if I did, it would evoke something deep. With, with <laughs> you would me. have an auto-body experience like Ego did later <laughs> yeah. on. I would cry. I probably would. It, it was, I don't know why. It was like a very angsty song for me. Um, so I love, we're at Adam Lambert stand here. Like I appreciate him. Unless he's anything problematic, I actually haven't kept up with him that much. But I do I enjoy. No, I know nothing about. <laughs> no clue about. <laughs> the only, I guess, the only slice of life I have is that one song. What do you want from me? That is my. That is my experience. I don't even think I've heard that song before. We'll listen later. Um, <laughs> but I just like the, the. He was cast as like the like brother who loves garbage and is like. A street rat. I don't know. Like yeah. he doesn't want to like. Choice. Yeah, it just didn't really click. Maybe he's just he's also just like not an actor. So it's like he's a singer. So it's like when it came to the ensemble pieces and like his solo song, nailed it. Like he was slayed. ready. For it. He slayed. But <laughs> when it was the acting bits, I was like, oh, oh, oh. come on, Remy, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> That was my favorite scene when they were all running and it's just a different split screens of them just all <laughs> pretending to run. Um, oh my gosh. Well, he's also the only one that literally was not on Broadway. Like everyone else that we've yeah. mentioned have been on Broadway yeah. but him. So it's like weird. I think, I guess, one, he pro- I don't know the background to how this like musical thing, Ratatouille musical started. So maybe he got really invested early on and that's why they brought him on. Maybe because he's Adam Lambert and people would be like, I know that name and like join to look at it. I literally Um, did that because of it. So they got me like it worked on me. I just think it was because like the acting of the Broadway people are like, because it's also exaggerated because it's Broadway. So it's not like just like a TV act. Like I feel like that's different. So Mm -hmm. it's like Broadway acting and then Adam Lambert just trying his best. (laughs) Just like a disconnect. I'm I'm reading his little bio thing right now from the site with the cast and he um yeah so the only things it has besides like his early musical career in American Idol is he joined the cast of Glee for a six episode story in 2013 oh. but he also did perform in the Rocky Horror Picture Show on oh. Fox did Fox do like a uh probably like a live like a t te- like their TV thing yeah. maybe those like doing. live things maybe so that's how Broadway's trying to get mainstream Not, they just like, do this horrible Broadway, TV but... yeah television <laughs> they did like a Grinch <sighs> one the Grinch the musical oh, God was that with Matthew Morrison 
Yeah, I think so. That's the one where they had three different maxes, and one was a small kid, like a kid teenager, and then one was a grown man, and one was old. Oh my god! And I the guy had so to much. dress in a dog suit. <laughs> we're like, make Broadway more accessible, and they're like, here's Matthew Morrison in three different size maxes. How's that? <laughs> I think that's the Grinch. Is this what you wanted? <laughs> you asked for this. This also, is what you asked for. Was right? the Grinch a musical? Like, has it ever been a musical before? NBC was like, what if we just make it? Yeah, I like, don't. You... I don't. Why the Grinch? Also, the, so. Gr- the Grinch is a forty-five minute animated cartoon. How can you make it into a? Musical? Don't forget the they Jim made Carrey it, movie. They made it into two movies. Okay, I did recently. I the Tyler you guys the Creator are gonna... soundtrack one, the newest one. I liked it. Okay, so you guys are gonna hate me, but I've never seen the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Oh, it's scary. I don't care about that. I was scared of it. Okay. (laughs) What if I just like confess I've never seen the Grinch, which is not true because we watched together one year. I know. Why was I like (laughs) you've never seen it, but we literally watched it together? I don't know what I'm saying. Um. Okay. Wait. I had something else to say. Okay. Wait. So a couple of going back. First, Titus was incredible. The woman who played Colette, I can't remember her name right now. Incredible. Ashley Park, I think. Ashley Park, thank you. Um, the she guy was on who, Emily in Paris. She was. Um, the guy who played Linguini, incredible. And I also fell in love with him. He's my type, no? Like, he's exactly- what He's I'm, your type. He's exactly he's, your He's type. like picture, textbook my type. Um, anyway. So, hey, anybody listening, if you know a skinny white boy from um, please send her them her way. Let us know. My DMs are open. Message, message, message us on, on the comments. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Kiana and Emily will vet you through the podcast Instagram, and then we can continue from there. Um, but what I was going to say is, all those stars are amazing, and I think that, that with, like, what Kiana said, there were, like, three hours of actual movie, so, like, they Come, they put the plot together pretty well but something that surprised me was that I must have missed it in the original Ratatouille watch that Gusto had a love child and it was Linguini like I did not know and Emily was like yeah like um yeah that was in the like but it was worded differently obviously they weren't like he had an affair but I was yeah. like what the heck both me and yeah, Emily they were like, like this has seven, to be like new uh new information it was in Emily there. Emily Emily, tell you tell them the yes. watchers your history. So, with I have seen Ratatouille, Ratatouille probably several dozen times, like the animated Pixar film. Um, but mostly, I've seen the beginning. Like I've seen the first forty-five minutes many more times than the end. Um, and the reason why is because my seventh grade French teacher like didn't really teach us anything. Um, which is part of the reason I'm not very good at French, despite having taken it for six years in school. Um, and instead of teaching us, she would just put on Ratatouille at the beginning of class, like on the, you know, the TV cart that you roll in. Um, I'm sure they it's have those TV cart technology now. I need to ask Emma, but um, anyway, she would the roll board. the TV cart in and we would watch Ratatouille, but she didn't like either didn't know how or didn't want to put in the effort to like fast forward so then we would come in like the next class, like a day later, and we would just start Ratatouille over from the beginning. Like she'd be like, oh, we didn't watch that much. So she just started over. So I saw the first like part of Ratatouille just like so many times. 
That sounds um, like purgatory, like an yeah. endless cycle of just. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what yeah. was worse, though, was all of our teachers the next like several years, like thinking that we were lying to them when we told them we didn't know basic French, like how to count to 30. <laughs> like, I never learned how to count in French. I had to teach myself because no teacher would believe us that we didn't know it. Like, oh our eighth grade teacher was like, You're, you guys are just like, why would the whole joking. class lie also? They were like, That's- you're joking. Like, you just don't want to do work. Like, hello? <laughs> That's crazy. It's <laughs> weird. Like, we don't know. Because <laughs> Emily and like, I think Caitlin and then of course, Kareen are like the only people in our group that did French. But I took Spanish. And the Spanish movie that we watched every, like every year, we had to watch the Selena movie. Like, oh, that's just weird. Like, yeah, we just watched the Selena movie once. Again, I've only seen the beginning of that movie because, of course, the class time is only long enough to see the first hour, and they would okay. ne- we would never watch the end. So, so again, that's a good. I didn't... That's a good movie, though. Yeah, it's an excellent film. It's and... really good. That part where she's like at the store, and they're like, "Sorry, this is too expensive for you." And then she just everyone's buys it like, anyway. all the fans are like, "Oh, Selena, like Selena," and she's like, "I don't need your outfit anyway," and everyone's like. <gasps> But it's just like we <laughs> it's just weird watch Selena on Netflix and <laughs> Susie Crab gas is in it. I know um, I'm freaking dead. So it's just weird how like different foreign language t- teachers just like wa- latch on to a movie. One of my Spanish teachers like, watched like I think it was French like Finding movie. Nemo. Like one movie he just like, yeah, let's watch Finding Nemo. Not in Spanish. But the difference yes. is, like, you at least had, like, some curriculum. Emily's yes, only is. curriculum was gratitude. <laughs> Where they speak broken French. <laughs> like, we we sometimes learned other things, but there was an ungodly amount of ratatouille in that class. For an he, was like a pi- he was, like, a pilot teacher for, like, a ratatouille, like, base teaching program. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he was trying to structure his lesson plans and balance it, but did a bad job. All I know is that the eighth, the teacher we had in eighth grade was disappointed at our lack of skill level in French. No way you've seen Ratatouille 45 <laughs> times. I don't, just like, don't know how to count to 15. The thing that boggles my mind is that the teacher didn't even, was it on a VHS or a DVD? Do you remember? Because if it's a VHS, a they have to go back. Know. Okay, that makes more sense. Because if it's a VHS, okay. he would have to like rewind all the because way if back. It was a, but like if it was a DVD... He could have, the thing that it would have been really easy that, to go to see. Yeah, go to see select oh, yeah. one. Go to see select to click it. Two, to at least put it in French. So it seemed like you were right. learning a Maybe little bit. Maybe did watch it in French sometimes. Like, I really don't remember. But, like, I don't think we did because we, it was French one. So we wouldn't have known, like, nearly enough. Right, French, yeah. That would be wild. Anyways, but like, like you could just read you could imagine your eighth grade teacher being like what did you learn you just recite the whole script yeah. <laughs> like so then Remy <laughs> didn't want to eat garbage but all and in he fell into the sewer <laughs> this is the real reason we chose emily to do the recap is because she actually has memorized ratatouille yeah or it's all that you like this didn't happen in the movie and yeah. i was like yes it did that yeah, was actually exactly really helpful because by them condensing the plot points I like forgot a lot of the original plot points. It's been a while. And Emily's like, no, that happened. And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> this happened? And Emily's like, yep, this part happened. So two, we were shocked that like this part had actually happened. And the second thing was that we, Emily, we were shocked that Emily actually knew the plot of Ratatouille. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were like. It's stored up there. My my knowledge of French has gone out <laughs> the door. 
But, but the ratatouille knowledge. Ratatouille never leaves. Still up there. Um, but I do, I will say that even with our like limited knowledge of the plot and like Emily guiding us along, they still like, I think they did a good job, like considering, again, considering the time they had, like condensing the plot points. But there are a lot that I like kind of wish they had expanded on a little bit. Like they like vaguely were like, oh yeah, he lost the family. Oh yeah, the family's back. Like, I don't know. I, I guess it's just all the time constraints, but maybe a full length, like actual Broadway production will make it flesh out a little bit more yeah I thought they were gonna have a duet like Colette and Linguini I thought they were gonna have like yeah. a love duet Titus yeah this was just like they fell in love and yeah I was like, literally oh. that is not an exaggeration <laughs> he was like the humans fell in love blah 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 we were like but whoa wait hold on. but another Ratatouille song was TikTok famous which is the song that they montage when they do fall in love that like I don't know how yeah but they do like cooking, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they do, 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 do. yeah. So I'm yeah. surprised they didn't use that as well. There and, was also um, like no chemistry between. I guess they were like the because they were like the one size. I don't know. They were like now we are in love after they were like cardboard boxes talking to each other, and we were like, I mean, I. She was like being mean to him, threatening with knives, and then she was like, I, I really like you. Is she a Scorpio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah colette is actually a scorpio we, that's exactly how i act with people that i'm interested in oh my gosh oh um, you know what else i thought of that was like a little cringe besides the lack of chemistry at the end when all the rats came in and like were in the kitchen they like did like a billion like screen like they split the screen a bunch so like all the people like in the tiktok like those creators could like have a part it was just really weird because they would be like oh my god the rats are here and the people would be like and it was just like so cringe like my whole body like tensed up i was like oh i hate this so much because they had to sit in their house and record them like yeah i was like i constantly thought about i just constantly thought about like these like rain wing Brady like belting out his solo and like i don't even know if he's married or not or has kids but like them just sitting in a different room hearing him talk like screaming about trash and being a rat <laughs> i just like was thinking about that constantly but we should talk about the costuming as well uh, we should wait really quick though wayne brady has had a bunch of weird appearances in my life because i grew up watching whose line is it anyways all the time which i don't know what that says about me but so I knew Wayne Brady from that, but he like has done a ton of other stuff and like most recently reappeared in this random TikTok musical, but also like was in a David Dobrik vlog and is like David Dobrik's friend and like does mm-hmm. things on YouTube. And it was like the weirdest, like it was like, it, I was like watching one of the vlogs and then Wayne Brady just like pops up and does like a whole bit with David. And I'm like, how did, how, where did they, like, what? Which is exactly how I felt when he popped up again in the TikTok musical. I was like, how did, did it but he was amazing so Where did what <laughs> um yes the costuming or lack thereof for some people <laughs> it felt like there was a memo that was just like hey wear gray and people were like okay i can work with that like different places <laughs> <laughs> yeah ray brady face full of like rat makeup yeah <laughs> adam lambert looked like he was going to the club like yeah. it looked like he could step out in the middle of the street and just go to a club <laughs> and party. Yeah, he really did. Titus and Burgess just was Titus- simply wearing a gray turtleneck, <laughs> and that was it. 
all the ensemble looked like, like rats. Like they all yeah. dressed in rat costumes. <laughs> so it was weird to see like some people just like dress like in their normal household clothes and other people like look like rats. Yeah. Like the Linguini Linguini's actor looked just like him from the animated. So he really didn't need to do anything. All he had yeah. he made but like he made a paper hat, but everyone else, all the other chefs had like actual stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, did they splurge on a set hat or did they already have that in their like costume repertoire or something like that? But all the other like actors actresses like whoever like had actual costumes like Colette had a yeah. costume um Ego had a costume uh Skinner had a costume even like the old woman like was dressed like an old woman um Gusto had a costume like everyone else had a costume but then they were like for the titular like three characters they're like y'all do what you want oh yeah that's true it was like Wear your own gray <laughs> like it's just like Queenie just had a flannel on which I do think he might have like maybe it was just something he wore like when he wasn't like being a chef because like after he after he became a chef he like put he on the, chef the hat yeah he had the like, chef oh stuff. right yeah but yeah titus <laughs> was like i'm just gonna wear this turtleneck guys and they're like maybe are some rat ears like, he's like no take, a, take some eyeliner like i'm sure you have something in your house you could draw <laughs> which yeah. he's like so absolutely no. not and adam <laughs> lambert was like i will not touch this face and his rat. face beautiful makeup did it have anything to do with rats <laughs> no i think he was wearing something cheetah print like it looked like animal print but like not rats it was like, like brain black for whatever reason like my tiny brain was like adam lambert is in a costume like i just like <laughs> I, whatever little thing he had yeah like animal print shirt or something like that i was like sure that works like i think it was just it was very interesting because like primarily when he was on screen it was like Titus, Adam Lambert, and Wayne Brady. Like the three of them were split screen together. And there was just so like such a range of of commitment there. Like, I mean, in terms of like acting and, and like singing, like they all committed, but like in terms of just like single appearance, like there was such a range. We didn't <laughs> recognize Wayne Brady at first. That's how like his makeup yeah. like hit his face. We were That's like, how good it was. Like, yeah, I also, had to do like a triple take. I was like, wait a minute. Why is now it popping think, up in my life again? Now that I think about it, Wayne Brady looked like, he didn't even look like the dad, because again, they're rats in the movie, so they're just naked and with fur. But he looked like the dad from American Tale. Do you remember that movie? Like Fido and American Tale, where there's like rats I know I've seen it, immigrating to like America, yeah, I, like, and I they wear like actual about, clothes, but... like, and they look like oh. clothes a little bit, because they're like yeah. immigrating. Um, so <laughs> We need to put a side-by-side, I'll do this later, of Adam Lambert and his character, because it's absolutely not a match. Titus and his character, not a match. Wayne Brady tried his best, and his character, still not a match. But also, like, Adam Lambert's character is supposed to be, like, sloppy and gross. And I just, like... (laughs) Adam Lambert, fully beaten face, just dressed (laughs) for the gods. Like, hey, I love trash. I love trash. (laughs) Like, and we're just like, I don't think this works for you, Adam. I'm like, yes, I love trash. I guess anyone can love trash, just like anyone can cook. I don't know. I don't really, I don't think it was a good casting choice, but you did a good job. I do want to say I have one line that really just like took me out for some reason. And it, it wasn't, Ad- I think, no, I think it was a Rain Brady line. And he was like, first of all, you're not a chef. 
you're a rat. You know? <laughs> just like the way they said it. Like Ribby is like, guys, come on, come to my restaurant. I'm the chef. And he's like, no, you're a rat. Like <laughs> you had to him. humble him. Yeah, he really had to humble him. Like, let's tone it down. Like, chill. It's like me when I make like a French toast from a recipe or like from scratch. And they're like, yeah, like you're so good. <laughs> it's like calm down. Um, the last the last point I had about the Ratatouille musical was some of the transitions and like editing were just so funny. I would have loved to edit the Ratatouille musical because it was like so like they they just really took advantage of a lot of different styles like they couldn't pick which one worked for them because like at some point they had split screen at some point they had like POV like they had like Linguini filling one screen and then would like cut to like um Remy like they could not decide what they wanted to do like they what did it all they did it all they they literally <laughs> quite literally did it all um they had what's her what's her name Colette dancing with the TikTok filters <laughs> everything and then they like to think of like how high scale of a production this is like even virtually like even through TikTok like even how memey it was like obviously that took a lot of time to put together they would have these like random like iMovie like wipes and like slides to transition and I'm like what's happening I loved it I thought it was the best it did bring character it brought charm but I was like are we gonna because like they were doing the split screen while they were like talking to each other and then they like cut and it was just like you see Linguini then it like pans to like Remy and I'm like wait I thought we were doing split screen what's happening <laughs> it was wild yeah you were you saw you recognized that from your film and media studies minor <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. actually not trying to flex but I have a minor <laughs> in film media studies so I have the eye you know I, I, it, I do think like it was weird because um, there's a lot going on because of course they're trying to make this into a Broadway musical but the part where like they have the backup dancer and it's just two people it was a guy and a girl and they just make them into like you know three people that yeah, it was just like a clone like but they only do that twice in the musical like I thought they were gonna come back but they just did the first part and then they came for like Adam Lambert's song or like the villain song they had a tap dance break at one point they came later they were like chefs later instead of rats but like not not as much as I thought they would in the beginning because I was like oh the ensemble like yeah great but yeah but the but like the end when everyone was um saying you know goodbye like this is who this person was that was beautiful because like everyone who was introduced all the main characters that were introduced their songs came up and then the ensemble that's why i was like these can't just be content creators because they sing perfectly on key and like know all their lines like to a t and there's no way (laughs) that like all these content creators are just like so perfect like this i feel like a lot of them were though which is, is exciting. I think some of them were, yeah. I feel like a lot of them were. But, but then some must have been the people who like wrote it. I think it there was probably a mix. Piled it all together. I It felt like a mix to me, but I wasn't yeah. really sure. The uh-huh. one thing I did have, the one thing that I did have is that like everyone, no one like kind of memorized their lines because of course it's like just for this <laughs> one thing. But you could tell people were just like reading off a script that was like behind the camera and they're like, uh yeah ribby i have to go do this and then like they run to do this and i was like please look at me (laughs) that's the only thing that i was like that's so funny i couldn't even tell (laughs) i just wasn't paying attention 
All I tell, all I could really tell is when Titus Burgess kind of like faced his body to the side and was kind of like staring. He was staring just enough where it looked like he was looking at you, but he was really just like looking just like over you. And I'm yeah. like, I Adam know you did it too. I know you're reading this <laughs> oh. right now, so it was like kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe I just um, like chalked it up to like a bad angle of like they had to work with. But you're right; they probably were like. <laughs> Remy, <laughs> you're the rat of my dream. Oh, but my I think gosh. that's probably why Adam Lambert also was like, <laughs> me when I gave, <laughs> me when I gave a speech in middle school, the first <laughs> rule of government is you're like making sure to like make eye contact. <laughs> me, I would give a speech. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna say this first part really fast that I can remember. So I'd be like, the first speech of the government, and then. I'd be like, <laughs> uh <laughs> how are how are we as a speech giver because i like would be like i'm always like or like as a presenter in class this is like obviously a side thing and we could wrap it up quick i'm just curious because i was like i would be really really anxious and then i would get up there and like perform and like do an amazing job and like talk with clarity and then i like sit back and be like oh my god how did i just do that I like blacked out for the entire time and everyone's like oh my god you're such a good speaker and i'm like huh? i don't remember anything that i just I I was the same. Yeah. yeah I think it's I, the anxiety. Yeah. It literally fuels me. Like it literally yeah, like, gave me that push. Same. Kiana, how I, are you? I my thing nothing. is I'm very similar to you guys. It's just that I don't get that anxiety spike until like the hour before the thing. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine. I can wing it. Like I obviously like have notes and stuff but I like don't go into much detail I'm like I got this you got this and then like an hour before I'm like I don't know anything about (laughs) and I like freak out and I do it but I like try to make jokes to try to make the audience laugh and when they laugh like once I'm like it's okay you got this it's going great like I I literally do the same Oh my like, god! And I don't know where the jokes came from. It wasn't like I wrote them on a cue card and was like, "Okay, it's my turn." I'll be like, "Like, I'll just do stupid shit where I'm like talking about a character doing something done, and I'm like, obviously, or like, I don't know, I say yeah, something like, like stupid, and everyone's like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, got it now." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I, I remember this distinctly because my professor for senior year, I it was my senior seminar, and he was like, "You, you're gonna have to do a 20 minute presentation about your like." research paper and I was like 20 minutes I can't talk for 20 minutes but I ended up talking for almost like 21 like I was like oops that was my two minute timer and I was like ah, that's so funny like you timed yourself <laughs> like it's like weird and I was just like sorry guys time to wrap it up they're like it was amazing <laughs> they're like studio audience cheers they're like go ah. another yeah. 20 minutes oh my god <laughs> I feel like Adam Lambert was the person who like was like, oh wow, we have we have a TikTok musical. Oh crap, I need to print out the script for that. Is that that's yeah. today? That's exactly what it was. He, he taped it right above the camera so he could just be like, yeah, so <laughs> like an SNL's cue card, just like flapping. <laughs> but yeah oh that's gosh. the only thing that literally just like kind of it didn't take me off but it was just like a little bit like annoying to see their eyes just like not look at me I don't know because I feel like they should have but I again even if, if I watched it again I wouldn't be able to like stop noticing it in what you were yeah probably I missed it on the first go yeah well how will we rate this one ladies I'm ready oh you go I I, have I, my I will give oh I didn't think of the thing though I guess okay yeah I I have it 
I will give it a 10 out of 10 gray turtlenecks. I love that. Because it just seems like they worked really hard and they put their all into it and I was entertained. So I just, I got to give it the 100%. I love that. Kiana, what's yours? I'm going to also do a 10 out of 10. <gasps> yeah, I know. It's my, fa- my first 10, t- 10 out of 10 and I gave it to a TikTok musical even though I... <laughs> force myself you were to like, like i'm gonna hold my 10 out of 10 for something special <laughs> i was hoping to save it for if we did scooby-doo and i could be like 10 out of 10 scooby-doo and everyone would be like ah oh, that kiana anyway so it's 10 out of 10 i'm gonna say wayne brady rat makeup because it was so good, but like so <laughs> disturbing because yeah this like had a lot of heart i also did not I have so little expectations for this. So when it blew me out of the water yeah. and I felt like I was watching a low budget Broadway musical, I was like, I just need more of this content. Like if Broadway musical stars just start putting out these small TikTok musicals, I would start paying for them. So for Broadway, sure. if you're listening to me. Broadway, if you're here. <laughs> Broadway, we here. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 hot linguini actors because... <laughs> he was hot but also it was like genuinely good it was wholesome I was like tearing up and like getting emotional and the music was actually really really well written dare I say that this TikTok musical is better than Hamilton to me I'm gonna say it I'm gonna I put mean, it out there that's the right. sound, the I mean, sound I know how you feel about Lin-Manuel so I also like do not disagree like this is, <laughs> I mean this is a I get a Broadway musical about a rat. It made you cry. It made like, me cry. Hamilton could never. <laughs> Hamilton could literally never. Casting, like, the cast was also pretty diverse. The musicians were diverse. Like, the um, creators were diverse at the end. Hamilton, this is what Hamilton wished it could be. They um, wish they could be rat too. They the wish they could be the TikTok. Musical. Okay, uh, but yeah. 10 out of 10 hot linguinis for me. Wow, we're all of us gave it 10 out of 10s. Now this is the first, the best oh, one yet. The best one yet. Yeah, we're actually. I'm actually pretty excited to hear this one. Yeah, everyone. The bad thing about this is that people can't go to watch it after we like yeah. post it. They can just like hear our musings about it. But maybe, maybe if people want to watch it, and Emma still has the link. Maybe she could just share it to people. I don't know if that's illegal. Maybe <laughs> donate to. Yeah, act, make a donation phone. to make the actors. I'm sure they're like. Um. By the time we post this, it, I think it's a because it's a till January fourth at like seven p.m. So you have like the rest of the day if you really want to go watch <laughs> it. So um, go do it if you want to. I'll put the link to the like tickets below, even though they I don't know you'll see it when you see it. Um, and make it's sure- also just again I'm sure someone screen recorded it and you can just like find it online somewhere, but it wasn't yeah. us. It don't come us. to us tiktok donate to do the actors fund a good conscience first yeah. and then you can yeah. stream illegally um <laughs> but yeah follow us on our instagram and twitter and subscribe to our youtube channel like our videos too yeah that would be nice that would be awesome subscribe turn the notification bell on i don't really know what that does but youtubers always say it so to turn turn the notification on is every time we upload a video, you'll get a straight notification to your phone from YouTube saying that, um, what did we just watch? Post just a new post video. video. So just, right away. Great. Do it. All right. This was, this is, um, um what, what did we, did we just, just watch? watch?